You're listening to Reflections Over Coffee, a place for genuine vibes and personal transformation. Grab your favorite cup of coffee and join us. Hello, this is Hiba Khairi and welcome to today's episode of Reflections Over Coffee. I hope you'd find this episode enjoyable and fruitful. Today I have two amazing guests. I have Lucy from the UK and she's joining us today from Dubai. Welcome Lucy. Hi Heba. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for inviting me on your podcast. I'm very happy to have you. I have Faris also from Egypt and from England. So hi, Faris. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thanks. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I hope you'll have a great time today with us, inshallah. Likewise. All right. So I'm, I'm Heba from Egypt as usual. I'm usually in one of two places, either Egypt and the UAE. These are my two homes. So that's why you might find also a lot of my guests are either citizens or residents of these two beautiful countries so much love for Egypt and the UAE. My coffee for today is a delightful caramel cappuccino. How about you guys? Ladies first. <laughs> uh, actually I've just got an instant coffee Nescafe. I've got a nice uh, black Americano. Time to get your coffee. Our topic for today is called uh, Who I Am. And it's about being authentic and being true to yourself. Um, today's story is inspired by the book Self Matters by Dr. Phil Magro. You know Dr. Phil? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, I've heard of him, the, the like TV host. Yes, he, he's Talk a TV host and a psychologist and... He's a, he's a very famous American television personality and also an author. Um, so this book is a very interesting book. I read it around 10 years back. And guys, this book is an intensive therapy session. It's like truly transformational, like honestly. It starts with explaining the, the concept of authenticity. And then it takes you through a bunch of very powerful exercises to help you reconnect with your authentic self. But generally, to get the best out of this book, you really need to give it its time. And it also needs a great deal of acceptance and honesty with yourself because the activities involve um, digging deeply and re-examining your long-held core beliefs about yourself and your life. You know? So take a sip of your coffee and get ready for today's story. The story starts when Phil Magro was standing at a phone cabinet at a parking lot to call his father. His call this time was very different as he instructed the operator to be sure to emphasize that the call is from doctor, not Mr. Phil. An accomplishment that took 11 years, hundreds of hours of college credit, so it has been a very long journey. He knew how proud his dad was going to be. 
This phone call would be a huge step closer to a father's dream come true. Father and son, both doctors practicing together side by side. He was influenced by his father's vision and dream. In fact, the young doctor and his father were the only ones from either side of the family to go to college, let alone to earn doctoral degrees. So his parents and his family were bursting with pride. The young doctor did really care about helping people. And here was his chance to do that. So there couldn't be anything wrong with all of that, right? As he talked to his father, his father's voice broke with pride. He looked over at his wife who was waiting in the car. There sat the only person in the entire world who knew him well enough to know that something was wrong. How could everything be so right yet feel so wrong? He looked into her eyes without speaking a word. He knew that she knew. He decided to shrug off the negative feelings, told himself that it might be just anxiety and just decided to move forward and focus on meeting the expectations that were held by so many people who loved him. At this point, he made a promise to himself. If I ever find myself doing it just for the money, if I'm ever just going through the motions, I'm out of here. I will never sell out. I will never live without passion and fire just because it's secure, expected, or easy. Ten years later, his practice exploded to perhaps the largest in the country. He had a secure lifestyle, the best houses and cars, two great children, a wonderful marriage, and proud parents. But still, it did not feel right. His previous promise to himself kept haunting him because he knew that money and lifestyle had in fact bought him, just as he swore he, they would not. Far from being vitally involved in his own life, he felt trapped by it. He realized that regardless of all his success, he was living an empty, incongruent life that did not align with who he is. There is a part of him that still remembered how it feels to have passion, optimism, and energy. Realizing that he hasn't been okay or happy for a long time, one day his beautiful wife decided to have an honest conversation with him. That's when he opened up to her and told her that he felt that he is living his life, fulfilling the purpose and goals of other people, but not his own. He's not doing what's meaningful to him, and he's not pursuing his purpose of being in this life. He hated his job, he hated where he lives, and he was extremely disconnected from his own life. He had recognized that his choices had not been his own, but, but dictated by outside sources. At this point, he realized that he needed to dig deeper and rediscover his authentic self and his true inner voice. That's when he started transforming his life from the inside out into a more fulfilling and authentic life. So, listening to this story, what do you believe is Dr. Phil's real challenge? His challenge is to listen to his inner voice rather than what his father wanted him to do. Mm. And, um, yeah, or what his um, society wants him to do. And I think, like most people, when they become successful in terms of society's view of successful, earning lots of money, status, mm. etc., then it's hard to understand that it still doesn't mean it's right. For you individually i think his challenge uh, at this point in time as he says it is that wanting to do it at that moment in time rather than much much earlier hmm. if he wanted to listen to that inner voice a very long time ago it might have been a bit easier but after going through so much uh, whether it's the hard work whether it's the accomplishments and the time and i think the challenge is 
building so much and then at that point thinking you know how am I gonna turn my back on all that and then kind of divert myself in a whole new direction you know this story is kind of related to my story actually I don't know if you guys know that but I'm a pharmacist yeah I knew that yeah so I kind of passed through the same dilemma but the thing is um it takes courage to to be true to yourself sometimes some decisions are hard decisions and as you guys said, my, my perspective was also that he was living by the expectation and the standards of the society and the family and, and what everyone expected of him. Like, uh, I remember this writer, Andrew Matthews, he said that um, sometimes you live your life as if someone gave you a life script, <laughs> you know, and generally what, what Dr. Phil said, that people who live a life that's um, fictional, as he called it, like he, he, they're living with a fictional self or an inauthentic life, they generally feel disconnected from themselves. So they have like a go along to get along mentality to compensate that feeling of disengagement in their hearts. They exhibit an outside in approach to life, which means that they focus on a societal prestige or accumulation of stuff or a status or money or people's approval. For example, if they're thinking of, you know, taking a certain job, the status of the job becomes more important than the nature of the job. And it's not just about, you know, work. Uh, It could be also about, let's say, if someone is feeling that they are not authentic in terms of their relationships. So the qualifications of a partner becomes more important than who they are or whether or not they generally connect with that person. So they start from the outside, not from the inside, you know? What do you guys think is the cost of living an inauthentic life or a life with a, with a fictional self, as Dr. Phil called? I mean, it's a bit difficult to relate to. Not that I necessarily am out there doing what I love. Um, but what I mean by that is, for me, there's there's always been a separation between sort of your career and your personal life. So I feel that a lot of people, in fact, the vast majority of people are probably, you know, uh, uh, living a, you know, quote unquote, inauthentic life, but, you know, confined to the time they spend at work within their career. Um, And then you have who you are outside of work as well. So I, for one, even though perhaps, you know, my job or the kind of corporate life that I I live um, isn't necessarily, you know, coming from the soul, I still find that outside of work, uh, people also have the option to kind of be themselves or to not be themselves. And and I think there are times when I felt that perhaps when I was a lot younger, I was sort of walking around, um, putting up a front and living an, an inauthentic life. Or, you know, I was, I was uh, being someone that, that I'm not, took me a while for self-discovery. And I think that's what would you know, what really got to me and perhaps what would get to a lot of people as well, if if they're sort of fighting this kind of inner conflict of inauthenticity um, in their own personal life before we even look at their career. Um, So that's my kind of opinion on that is, is first and foremost is to see whether or not you're actually, um, you've reached that, that point of, of self-discovery and embracing and sort of unleashing who you are in your own life. 
And then I think if you get to that stage, then you can actually start to transmit that in your own, uh, uh, in your career as well, you know, um, and that being said, I've changed a lot um, of who I am at work. You know, when I've changed outside of work, then, then when I am uh, um, living my day to day in my career, Hmm. It's become a lot different. It's become a lot more enjoyable. And, and I don't necessarily have that same conflict because I'm expressing who I am and, and the traits that I've perhaps tried to hide or other traits that I've tried to adopt along the way. Um, I no longer try to do that. I, I'm very much as, as authentic uh, as I can be or, or a lot more authentic than I was um, during the course of my career. So um, I think with the Dr. Phil example, it's mostly about his career. Uh, rather than, than his personal life. But for me, you know, it's, it's hard to comment on something like that. I can only speak of sort of my own experience. Yeah, that's a very good point because every one of us is different uh, when it comes to um, how we relate to different sides of our life. Some people are more authentic in their personal relationships. Uh, and when it comes to their career, they might not be really expressing who they are and vice versa. Well, I know this very well. This is a topic very close to my heart because I was in a very um, kind of successful career, I suppose, by society standards um, in the corporate world. And I just, I like what you just said, Heber, about being disengaged from the heart. I mean, I used to say I felt dead inside, but um, disengaged from the heart might be a nicer expression to use. But I just couldn't get it. And even though I was successful, I was very good at what I did. I got paid lots of money. I you know, had a fantastic CV, as we're taught often in life. But I was just so miserable on the inside. I felt this cannot be what I'm doing with my life. I thought I know, um, you know, I'm meant to be doing something else. My heart's, you know, calling out to do something else. And I think I'm being unhappy in my career, it then had effects for after work. You, um, you know, you're, you're not very happy or you make bad choices or... And it struck me as well how everyone at work used to just talk about retirement. You know, it's only another 20 years, only another 30 years, like just trying to get through it. And I, I just couldn't get it. I still can't get it. But, you know, for me, it's like um, listening to that inner voice and living each day, you know, how you want to live your life. And obviously that does take a lot of self-discovery and a lot of work on yourself, working out what it is. But um yeah, when I changed, I mean, yeah, I went from night to day, really. I mean, I just could feel my absolute, you know, heart opening up. And yeah, I'm just so happy now compared to what I was. And people say it's hard. I mean, I took a drastic drop in my salary. It was financially hard. I mean, you have to make sacrifices, but I think it's so worth it for, yeah, living, as you're saying, an authentic life, listening to that inner voice that I believe is given to us for some reason. Um, so it's following it. I definitely believe that. What do you believe being authentic or having an authentic self means to you? I think it is always trying to listen, as you call it, the inner self and not listening to other things. I mean, society's got this view of what success is or how we should live our lives, uh, but it's really trying to understand who you are and what makes you tick and what's important to you. Hmm. 
You know, generally, when people when, when people are in doubt, they keep reminding themselves of all the logical reason why they are. Really yes. Are. You know, <laughs> we keep saying, oh, that's a great job, and you, it's prestigious, and you're getting well paid, and I don't know what. So <laughs> it makes it very, very hard to actually take a step towards, you know, what you really want, except if you have, as you said, like a very strong inner drive to do it. Yeah, and we're taught very much at school, or we were in my day anyway, a long time ago, that to follow the mind, you know, go for a job that earns lots of money, you know, study for something, go to university, get top grades, be a manager, all these things that then, of course, we're not taught to look inside and see what really makes you happy, see what your natural talents are, even if you haven't got a qualification for them. We're just not taught those things at school. So obviously even an university so our mid-20s is the first time maybe we're even going to look at whether it feels right for us or not so it's yeah. quite hard i'm just struggling a bit to kind of mesh the two together where it's you know being authentic uh, on the one hand and pursuing what you want to do as a career i mean i i see the logic in that like i said it starts on who you are outside of work before you can go ahead and apply that to your career? I don't think it's completely um, giving up uh, a career and going for something else. At least you know why you're doing a certain job, whereas lots of people are just doing it because society's told them or they've fallen into a job. So it might not be the dream job, but they know why they're doing it because they're providing for a family that's so important for them. Or as I say, they can go traveling or do uh, follow their passions in other areas of their life so they feel they're still being authentic. You know, I heard Oprah Winfrey, she was talking at one of the interviews and she said that running the Oprah Winfrey show all those years was as easy as breathing. <laughs> um, it was very interesting. When I heard that, I thought, of course, she doesn't mean that it wasn't tiring. I think what she meant was that it was naturally aligned with who she is. Mm -hmm. It was kind of a natural expression of herself. And that's something I think that Lucy was talking about a while ago. Um, uh -huh. That You could have everything, but you feel like something is not right. You're not present. You're not enjoying it. And that could be an indication that this is not the right place for you. So generally people who uh, are in the right place or they're actually pursuing an authentic career. Some, somehow they have a kind of a state of flow. They're just being who they are and they're getting paid for it. <laughs> the idea of being authentic as well, what Dr. Phil said about it is that people who are authentic have an inside-out approach to life. So... They start from the inside, they look inside, they, they listen to their intuition, and they spend more time, you know, focusing on becoming more self-aware. So what do you believe are the benefits of living authentically? I went through that phase uh, not too long ago. You know, when I started looking at myself and realizing and being honest with who I was, I felt there was some room for, for progress or improvement, in all honesty. And then I took a really careful look at, you know, what my job consists of, you know, rather than just looking at, at face value. I started looking at what things this job actually brings to me as a person, you know, and I saw a lot of things in it that, that have always been there. 
that I never noticed before. And you know, I'll give you a couple of examples. Like, you know, in, in this particular job, I have to deal with a lot of people. So just having the opportunity to have that interaction, if you look at it as an opportunity for growth and improvement, you can use it as that. Also, my job gives me the opportunity to travel. So you get to deal with other cultures. I also get put in some difficult situations where I'll say I interact with a lot of people. These interactions aren't often easy or enjoyable. Okay, so while it's very easy to walk away from, at the same time, if you look at it and think, you know, what does that bring to me? Being put into these scenarios involuntarily, you know, what good can come from that? So I started looking at all these aspects that my job actually consists of, you know, aside from the kind of boring office type stuff that, that, that pretty much everyone does. That'd be pretty much what I have to say about that is, is, yes, it's all about the inside out, but then it's also about what you then go and do with it. Is it that you just completely scrap your career and go and do something that is in line with your authentic self? If so, great. I, you know, I'm, I'm right behind you. I don't, disagree with that mentality at all however in my situation rather than taking that course of action of turning a new page or or starting a new chapter it was very much no I'm not gonna entirely divorce what it is I'm doing in my career and this big thing I've built rather I'm going to actually take advantage of that you know Jay Shetty yeah yeah of course yeah he was talking about uh, the idea of career fulfillment and one of the things that he said was that there are three things um, that define whether you are in the right place or not. Elements, environment, and energy. Okay. So elements is what you're doing. Yeah. And environment, it includes the culture, you know, the environment around you, and also the energy. Like some people thrive in more, you know, fast-paced environments. Some people thrive in more slow-paced, relaxed, you know, environments. So there are a lot of elements that I think would define your fulfillment. Um, not just what you do, but, you know, also the environment where you're working and how you do it should kind of be similar to who you are, you know. For example, if Oprah Winfrey um, worked as a news reporter for her entire life, uh, she might not be as successful as she was um, while running her own Oprah Winfrey show, which is kind of a social show. It's about, you know, people opening up and talking and stuff like that. So I think also defining the nature of the environment you want to work in and like be mo- being more specific about what would be fulfilling for you might get you closer to, you know, expressing yourself authentically in what you do, I think. Yeah. Very interesting. It sounds like Ferris did a more kind of conscious thinking about how to be more authentic. I think for me, um, it I just know inside, it's just not a choice. I just know when I'm authentic and when I'm not. I think, you know, being authentic starts from even from the way you dress, you know. Yes, yes. Yeah, to the way you, you talk, to, you know, the goals and your choices you make. It's a very interesting exercise that I've done once a coach told me to do it. She told me, go, go and review your wardrobe, <laughs> you know, look at it and just keep the stuff that you love and uh-huh. keep the stuff that expresses your taste, you know. So, um, yeah, that, that was very interesting. One of the things that you guys might think about, you know, th- think of the times in your life that, that have been your best, the moments where you felt that you are truly fulfilled and that you're exactly where you're supposed to be doing what you're meant to do with the people that you love to be around. 
sometimes those moments, if you actually sit down and write down your thoughts or your memories and, you know, remember all those moments where you felt alive, this could be some sort of an indication for you about, you know, what your soul seeks, you know, in this life. Yeah. What do you guys think would get in the way of being authentic? For me, it's, uh, it's about freedom. I'm talking more on a philosophical level, you know, from within. Have you given yourself the freedom to be authentic? Or do you still have those barriers drawn? Are you still holding yourself back? I think, again, it's the head-heart thing, because as I said earlier, because we're told, you know, through education, our parents, our culture, etc., certain things, it is very hard to then think, well, why am I thinking something else from the inside? You kind of think maybe I must be wrong if, you know, millions of other people are thinking a different way or all your friends think a different way. Um, so I suppose you need to have that strong inside, that strong belief in what you're thinking on the inside is true, even though... Um, you know, your head is telling you other reasons. And I think that fear of judgment from others is a big one. And I think we all suffer from that to a certain extent. That um, doing something different, I, I mean, as they always say, the great um, changes in world history got laughed at in the beginning because it's something different. One of the things that, um, that Les Brown said, who's a famous motivational American speaker, he said that we try to honor the people we love sometimes by being like them and um he said that his mom was uh what they call like an expression called pack rat like she used to keep everything uh she doesn't throw anything and he found himself doing the same thing subconsciously when he grew up um so and then he recognized that why am i keeping everything i don't need all that in my life so he kept you know clearing up you know his house and everything at this point and he thought that he just did that because he got used to um you know doing that because his mom used to do the same thing and because he loves her it's kind of a subconscious thing that you do what your parents do sometimes um so a lot of people choose careers because they they saw their parents being successful for example and being respected because of what they do and it kind of um, um made them kind of think about, you know, they, they started creating their own future or creating their own vision according to that. And then um, when they grow up, and of course, every profession that's respectful and it's serving people, you know, that's great. But the thing is, does it represent who you are? Not. Um, so that's a question that maybe everyone should ask themselves at this point in life. If you could change anything about your current life today, what's one thing that you would do differently to be more authentic? I think for me, it's um, what you do in, in your spare time. So, you know, I've had the opportunity to, to travel uh, a lot and, and travel alone sometimes. And I think when you're you know, totally isolated, how you use your spare time or what you do in your spare time is a reflection of, of, you know, what you're really about, or at least giving yourself the freedom, because um, you have the freedom. Wonderful.
I think for me it's overcoming that fear of, so I know inside often what feels authentic, but having that courage to be more authentic, which I'm sure we're all actually still struggling with, is overcoming that fear to actually, you know, say what you feel inside rather than yeah. just you push down that inner voice, don't you? You think, no, no, that's too difficult. Or no, no, I better not say that because of fear of what the other person might say. So you push down the voice and you say what you're capable of, but then you do walk away thinking, why didn't I say what I really feel? So I suppose that's a journey for all of us that we're still on. I think for me, starting this podcast was kind of a step towards being more authentic. Um, the thing is, I've, I've recognized over the years, like most of my work, um, what uh, corporate work, like um, learning and development, training, you know, coaching. And I've recognized that um, personal environments or environments that have a, an open and informal vibe, environments where people could be themselves, um, are kind of um, more interesting for me. And generally, I run some of the public workshops and I really used to enjoy it because people come to the public workshops because they want to come and um, they, they want to get something out for themselves. So I think I wanted a different way of doing what I'm doing that would enable me to connect with people on a deeper level. Uh, and also it would be a blend of entertainment and learning. So maybe we need to check in with ourselves every period of our lives. Uh, this is what I've done like during the past few months and have recognized that this is something that I would want to do now that would bring me closer to, you know, my authentic self. So yeah, that was the step. Okay. So guys, it was lovely to have yeah. you guys today. Thanks, Thank for, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on the podcast. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. I, I hope you really enjoyed it and, you know, learned something out of it. Very much so. And I hope the uh, listeners uh, enjoyed it and got something out of it, first and foremost. Yes, definitely. Yes. And we did it first thing in the morning here at UAE. So I feel pretty powered up for my day now. All right, guys. Have, yes. a, have, have a great day ahead. Thank you. You too. Bye. All right. Bye. 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 When Oprah Winfrey was interviewing the American author Carolyn Miss, she asked Carolyn a question. How do you know that you are on the right path? And which dream belongs to you? Or which husband belongs to you? Or which job belongs to you? To which Carolyn replied, You know you are on the right path. Here's your clue. You're not put in a position to betray yourself. You don't betray yourself anymore. You're not put in a position where you feel like you need to negotiate your sense of integrity or what your heart feels. You don't feel you need to compromise who you are. It feels right. May we all be always authentic and true to ourselves. Until next time.